Welcome to the EduGals podcast. We are your co-hosts, Rachel Johnson and Katie Atwell. We are here to bring you tips and tricks to help you integrate technology into your classroom. Hello, and welcome to our first episode of the EduGals podcast. My name is Katie Atwell. And my name is Rachel Johnson. We are both coming to you as educators from Ontario, Canada. Yeah, so a little bit about who we are. So I am a language acquisition teacher. Um, I teach English as a second language, and then I also teach Spanish. And then I've kind of been on a learning journey for technology for the last five years or so. Um, And yeah, I really enjoy technology and just finding different ways to use it with my students. And I am a chemistry teacher, um, mostly. I also teach other sciences. And this semester, I am also um, brand new to the role of a part-time teacher librarian. And so, yeah, I've been on the technology journey as well for many, many years. I really love finding ways to integrate technology in the classroom um, and bring in new tools. And yeah, I I loved it so much that I did my master's in educational technologies. (laughs) Yep. And so um, together, Rachel and I have been working uh, with teachers and students in our school um, to kind of help make technology a bit easier. And so we've been planning a podcast for quite some time, a little bit scared to kind of push record and maybe get started. Um, But then with all of these changes with COVID-19 and school closures, we kind of decided that now was the time. So we've decided to push ahead and uh, give it a try. Yeah, and really the goal is, yeah, to to push our our timeline forward. Um, I'm not sure if we would have hit that record button um, this early, (laughs) but we're putting ourselves out here um, and we're putting our knowledge out here because really what we want to do is share what we know and what we've learned with you. So with whether you are a teacher in our, our school board or whether you're you know, from anywhere else in the world. We really hope that you can benefit from what we have to share with you. Yeah, exactly. So we thought that we would start with um, apps or programs that we feel would benefit, you know, us and also teachers um, in the area where we are, um, just to kind of help make planning a little bit easier and a little less scary as we're kind of moving forward. So we thought that Google Classroom would be a good place to start. Um, So we would like to share all of the reasons why we think it's a great app and uh, how you can kind of use it to start connecting with students. Yeah, and I think it's really important for us to point out like the district that we work in is a G Suite district. Mm-hmm. So our student information systems are linked to Google Classroom. You know, we get all of our parent contact, guardian info right in Google Classroom. Mm-hmm. Yours might not have that. Like it could look very different. It totally depends on how your G Suite administrator has set up Google Classroom for you. Okay, so let's dive right into the reasons why we love Google Classroom so much. The first reason why we recommend Google Classroom is because students know it. And so there's no need to have to learn a new platform. They're comfortable with how it works. And so we should continue to just go with it. 
Yeah, and that really leads into our second reason is that teachers are also comfortable with it and know how to use it. So why change platforms if you already know what you're doing? Exactly. It's not worth the stress. Like right now, there's enough stress going on out in the real world that I think that we're okay using something we already have and know. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, And another reason why is because it's easy to use. So it may not be as robust as other online tools that are out there, but it does a great job of creating a central online space for teachers to communicate and post materials for students. Yeah, so um, let's dive right into Google Classroom and take a look at it. Uh, So when you're first in Google Classroom, you probably would notice across the top that you've got four different tabs. You've got the stream, you've got classwork, you've got people, and you've got marks. And so um, we're not really going to focus on the marks or the grades at the moment because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our district, we don't really use it. Um, I think we'll we'll maybe dedicate another episode later on um, to talk a bit more about that one. Yeah, exactly. So when you first log into your classroom, you're going to notice the stream. This is kind of where you're going to post all of your announcements, maybe start a discussion with your students. Um, It's kind of a good central place to start. Yeah, and then uh, the next tab is your classwork tab. So like this is the meat and bones of Google Classroom. This is um, where you're going to create your assignments, whether it be just a regular assignment or a quiz. Um, It's also where you can create things like a question, so you can ask your students questions. Um, Yeah, I actually used that um, recently. So once the school closures happened, we had to start gathering data about what students had technology and which students have Wi-Fi and, you know, how can we support them? So I actually posed a question on my Google Classroom, which to be honest, I had never actually done before. Um, and so it was a great way to kind of also get them talking again because they were kind of happy to see some contact from me. And it's a great way to get the data. Yeah, you know, it's a really great way to pull your students really quickly. Mm-hmm. I've used it so many times. Like things, even, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, deciding on a date for a test. Mm-hmm. And so I'll put out a couple of options, pull them really quickly, and you get the information right then and there. Yeah, it's a neat little feature. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can also uh, post different things like materials um, if it's not an assignment. So things like your slide decks, your handouts, your website, you know, pretty much if you've got a link for it, you can post it there. Um, And then you can also sort things by topic, which Mm -hmm. I think we're going to dive into a little bit later in the show. Exactly. So the third tab that you have there is people. And so this is essentially where you can see all of the students that are in your classroom. And so you can choose to email all at the same time. You can kind of highlight certain students and email them. Uh, You can choose to email parents or guardians individually Or if you have a whole message that you need to put out to parents, you can email all of them at the same time. Yeah, and so also in the People tab, if you click on a specific student, um, it's pretty neat because it gives you a breakdown of all of the different assignments that you've given the student. And it gives you a little status on whether it's been handed in. Um, If you mark things through there, it'll give you the mark Mm -hmm. breakdown. It'll also tell you if it's missing. And from there, you could also send an email out to the students or the guardians or both 
and include a student work summary. Uh, so really, really handy, especially for those kids who aren't handing things in um, and you're trying to track things and make contact with home. Yes, exactly. It's quite handy. Yeah, so I think that gives you a nice little overview of what's in Google Classroom and what's available. Um, but I think really what we should focus on here and talk about here is, you know, how can we use Google Classroom for remote learning? Um, how can we leverage the power of, of this fantastic tool to really sort of help engage our students and make sure that they're staying on track and still learning in a very sort of different environment. Mm -hmm. So the first suggestion we have is start fresh. Start a new Google Classroom. You know, these are very crazy times and just to kind of keep it simple and clean and easy to follow, consider starting a new Google Classroom for your students. Now make sure they have the code to get in. So make sure you post it in your old Google Classroom. That way there's no um, barriers to getting this new classroom. They ha don't have to have the code right away. Uh, they have access. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, by doing this, remote learning is not the same as face-to-face -face learning. Yeah. So, you know, you, what you are doing in your Google Classroom face-to-face -face is probably gonna look pretty different in a remote learning situation. Mm -hmm. And by starting fresh and starting a new Google, Google Classroom, um, you know, like your other one's just gonna get pretty cluttered. Mm -hmm. And it's probably already pretty cluttered. So starting fresh is a really great idea. The other tip that we have is when you're in your classwork tab where you're posting all of your materials, consider organizing it by week instead of by unit. In a face-to-face -face classroom, it's really easy to go by unit. Everybody knows where we're at, you know, no problem. But in this new remote learning world, it's probably going to be far easier for our students to follow along if we're organizing it by week. Mm-hmm, yeah, so you could set up you know, this, uh, we're in week number one, um, and then even include the dates there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm thinking about next week, you know, I'd set it up week one, April 6th to April 9th. And then um, you're going to post all your uh, different assignments and materials under that particular topic. And it's also not a bad idea to include an introduction and a little overview. You know, you could even make a video and include that to go over what the students should be working on during that week. Yeah, and then that way it's easy to access. Um, but be careful because as soon as we start in this, doing this every week, you're going to notice that your stream, if your settings aren't properly set up, it's going to become overwhelmed with everything that you're posting week by week. So I would definitely go into settings and make sure that you have turned off posting to the stream to the stream for all of your classwork materials. Yeah, when you're in your settings too, um, you should also double check and make sure that your students can post and comment on your stream. Um, I think that's really important, especially in in um, remote learning because. You want to really encourage discussion and mm -hmm. social aspects on your on your Google Classroom because you're no longer face to face. No. no, and some of the students might be feeling pretty lonely. I teach a lot of international students who 
don't even have family with them for some of them. And so having some sort of social aspect to your course or discussion where they can connect with one another, it's a really good way of them feeling like they're still part of that community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so turn on comments, invite your students to post because this is probably gonna feel pretty foreign to Mm -hmm. them. They're not gonna want to post on your stream. So you might have to, when you're first starting out, like get it going ask questions and ask fun questions like what movie are you watching right now uh what is your favorite movie you know um post pictures of your animals um just lots of fun different different things to 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 get these the the social interactions going and one tip as you're all getting started keep it simple don't have high expectations as if you are sitting in a face-to-face classroom This is new for everyone, us included. So give them a chance to get used to the different routine, accessing all of the materials, and and how things are going to feel because it it is not your typical classroom. Yeah, I heard a great piece of advice where someone, I wish I could remember who said it, but they said, you know, take what you would do in a face-to-face classroom, cut it in half, and then cut it in half again. And that's what you should be assigning to your students for that week. I'm not going to lie. That sounds about right, even for me. It's going to be a bit of a transition for everyone. Yeah. Well, you think about, you know, what everybody's going through right now and and what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I'm shocked that you haven't heard my children because it's not a quiet house when you have kids at home <laughs> and parents at home working at the same time. Yeah. All right. Um, So our last tip for you is to make sure that you are providing feedback to your students and you're doing so quickly. So using things like in the assignments, you can leave private comments for students. Mm -hmm. Get a conversation going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you can find a way to um, send them an audio file with some, you know, voice feedback, especially if it's for language learners, because sometimes the written and, you know, the tone that we put into some of our comments, you know, it might be misinterpreted. So find a way to send them a little voice note or message, just to kind of let them know how they're doing and, and things that they can improve upon. That way, it's also something that they can access and understand a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you use Bitmojis, like <laughs> even putting Bitmojis um, as comments on their Google Docs, uh, kids really love that, mm-hmm. and and they like seeing that sort of fun side of you. So any way that you can do that is fantastic. Yeah, so those are the tips we have for Google Classroom. Feel free to reach out. Um, you can go to our website um, and then ask any questions that you have. Yeah, and we're going to include all of these tips and everything in our show notes. Uh, We'll also include some resources for you, um, especially for those pieces around, you know, what each of the different tabs are, like the stream and the classwork and people. But Google Classroom is just an amazing, amazing tool to centralize everything that you're doing in the classroom. Yeah, so good luck out there. I hope that everyone is having... um an okay time with this prep and planning and trying to figure out next steps and that you're all staying safe and healthy. Thanks for listening to this episode of our EduGals podcast. Show notes for this episode are available at edugals.com. 
That's E-D-U-G-A-L-S dot com. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so leave us a message on our website. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and consider leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep being awesome and try something new.